This one is called the pants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Welcome to The Funniest Thing. Yes. Where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. Yes, it does. And I'm Daryl. I'm Ed. I always said I'm Daryl and Ed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It feels like that sometimes. And we're broadcasting live from Chobo Studios in... Beautiful Van Nuys, California. That's right, Ed. Yes. Um, are you going to thank some people? Oh, yes. Thank you, Patreon supporters. Patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. Now that we've stepped out boldly, continually, since Unity Online Radio closed its doors, all of the many contributors are keeping us, actually have helped us move into this beautiful Chobo Studios yes. in Van Nuys. ChoboStudios.com if you want to use it yourself. We want to thank Lisa L. Schmidt who jumped on this week. We actually learned something new that you can choose your own amount. That's apparently. right. Yes. Yeah, because so we have increments of $5 and um, 25 up. and such yeah, for monthly. But actually, um, you could apparently put in any amount you like yeah. to contribute to the show. And it's greatly appreciated. You know, we've been saying for years and it's been true the two of us actually pay for the privilege to do this show That's every week. That's correct. That's and, correct. Um, we love it. And now we love having all of you join with us and helping us to continue to produce the show in a professional yes. way that sounds great and we could deliver it and more people can hear it. So no, thank yes. you so much. Thank you so much. Patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. Also, Daryl's got a new book out. Do you have it here? Ah, it's called Break Out of Your Box. It's on Amazon. That's right. It's amazing. I have my copy. It actually is what led us to today's guest. In this a is way. the craziest story. Spirit yes, Corley. Yes, and actually, the whole show is just a ploy for us to spend time with people like Spirit Corley. Yeah, and and the, and the miraculous, serendipitous ways these people end up in our lives is just all another example. Like the crazy thing about the show is. Not only do we talk about this, but even the show itself is actually a result of Um, these principles and action. It's just, I love this stuff. Yeah. A lot of this show is just, there's an energy to it. We can feel it. We get it. We sit down and then we, right before every episode, we go, what are we talking about? (laughs) And then it's just, I have no idea, but somehow it's going to work out. And it always does. But today's show is called. Well, Get up off of that thing. That's right. Get up off of that thing with Spirit Corley. It's time to stop setting ourselves up for disappointment and break free from being a victim of our own fixed expectations. God is waiting patiently for us to accept his grace, love, and prosperity in all of our affairs. Let's do it today. On this episode, Daryl and Ed open our minds and encourage you to do the same to accept your highest possibilities. And during the second segment... Brand ambassador. She's going to let us know what she's a brand ambassador for. 
But and she's actually had a pretty exciting event this weekend. But she's coming to us from New Orleans, I believe, Louisiana. So Spirit Corley is going to help us adjust our crowns of favor with today's daily word, worthy. You slipped in a little Joel Osteenism into the into the description. You did tell me you've been enjoying some Osteen again. I cannot tell a lie. In Jesus' name. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. Just like this show comes together in amazing ways, yesterday's Daily Word, we have uh, another Daily Word coming up in the second segment, but wherever the readings come from, they always just come to us once this show, I mean, the, the first of all, the topic comes to us, Yeah. because this really is about getting up off of that thing. There's a story of Jesus coming to the guy at the fountain, Yes. and he's like sitting on his mat, yeah. he's hoping someone's going to carry him in for the healing, right? Yes. And what does Jesus tell him? Get up off of that Get thing. Get up off of that <laughs> thing. Yeah, because the guy's and like. And dance. Yeah, he's like, you, will you be made well? You know, if so. Well, the best part is this is the limit expectations part. The part I like about that story yes. is the part of me, which is because yeah. Jesus asked the guy, do you want to be made whole? And the guy goes, I, but, but I've been coming here for 35 years. <laughs> everyone rushes ahead of me to go into the lake. Never, he goes, he doesn't even like. Inquire. Jesus goes just again. Do you want to make, be made whole? <laughs> <That's home?" right. laughs> and finally, the guy just goes yes, and he goes, well, "Get up off of that thing." Yes, and, and don't sin no more. And a lot of people, go, oh, that means don't do any dirty things. No, it means don't continue to live by the, this limited expectation of yourself, or even right. wor- you're going to bring even worse into your life. You don't want this. That is correct. You know what? I let me read one postcard from Kirk. Yes, because this came to yesterday evening to my um, mailbox. If you want to see what we're doing, go to YouTube.com. The funniest thing with Daryl and Ed, the YouTube versions. Now that we're in Chobo Studios, we have amazing quality, full length versions, and you're going to want to see Spirit Corley's on this episode too. Yes. That alone will be worth checking it out. But you can see a postcard. Daryl got us all in the habit of sending. Postcards with funny pictures um, on them. And then on the other side, there is an inspired quote from a great spiritual teacher. The the front of this one's amazing. The Jolly Boys outing. It's a picture of three fellas at like Coney Island. One's Daryl, one's Ed, and one's Kirky who sent the postcard, which is amazing. And it says, Daryl and Ed, I love this early photo of you and Fazaro and myself in Culver City. Glad you stuck it through with the Jolly Boys, despite your initial apprehension. This was actually written to just me, but anyway, he, here's the quote. It's from Neville Goddard, and there's a reason why I'm going to read it now. He said, Neville Goddard, if you have not read or listened to, we got some great audiobooks from Neville Goddard that we've been listening to. Yeah. And, uh, but his writings are amazing because he really gets like straight to, in a very clear and concise way, the principles of how our minds and our lives function. So in this quote, uh, Kirky has been on a Neville Goddard bender. Yes. It's all, it's all Neville from Kirky lately, which I love. He says, this is what Neville Goddard said, do not claim anything to be true of yourself that you would not claim to be true of God. For in defining yourself, you are defining God. If your conception of yourself is less than which that which you would claim as true of God, you have robbed God. Yes. Isn't that amazing? A lot yeah. of times we leave ourselves out of 
our understanding of God. And if we do that, we have no understanding of what God is. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll wreak havoc on other people if I'm trying to see the God in them, but I don't first recognize it and express it in myself. Because that, in a way, is hypocrisy. I don't, like, I have to know it as me. I have to define it as me. And that's where the boldness to be a creative, loving human being on this planet, which is what we need right now, comes from. It's not, it's not arrogance, which sometimes in, people have defined it by in our upbringing or something. It's in schools. It's not that at all. It's knowing the truth. It's in a way, someday we're going to look back and say it was the most obvious thing. And why wait till later? Start to claim the, it's the obvious beauty and yeah. magnificence of who we are now. Yes, it's actually when I'm not believing for myself, it's a, it's actually arrogance. Yeah, because I'm saying I'm actually denying how much God loves me. I'm actually, you know, yeah, I'm actually doing the opposite, right, of what people think uh, humility is. Humility right. is really just embracing. The idea that I'm loved more than I realize right. and I'm going to be well taken care of yes. and I don't need to worry. Worrying is silly. Not only is it silly, it's detrimental because right. then I'll start scheming. Right. You know, once I start worrying, then I'm starting to scheme on how I better make this range thing so I don't get harmed. Right. But it's all just starting within my between my ears because I'm not believing that God's in charge and all will be well and God really loves me and cares for me. It's funny. It's almost all I, – I, every time I look back over my life, yeah. without not without the – I mean, I could say emphatically, every time I look back over my life and see all the areas where I was really worried and terrified and then acted out of that or worried, terrified, and in the good incidences did not act – out from that place and maintain my optimistic belief mm. that God is everything's working out right. in divine order. Regardless of either approach, all those fears were ungrounded. Yeah. Mm. And everything did work together for my surprising good fortune. Right. It's like I can honestly say now, even the stuff that happened in my life very young. The only thing left of my past is a blessing. Yeah. And there was a time where I wouldn't want to, I would, I'd be reluctant to say that because I thought that ha that's my identity. Right. Is I'm a victim. Right. So I'm heroic because yeah. I survived. But I don't want to continue to carry that because that starts creating a limited, limited expectations for my future. Right. It's, right. I can't have both. You know, you're exactly right. That's good. It does touch on what Butterworth, uh, not Butterworth, Emmett Fox says you can have your indignation or your demonstration. Yes. But not both. And sometimes even on our healing journey or, you know, the self-realization or self-awareness journey, we start to identify in a new way, but over-identify with being a victim of things. Yes. But to have it, because it doesn't matter what group we belong to. What matters is how receptive in this moment Am I to the joyous reality that God has available to me Yeah, right here and right now? And that's – it's so weird how that can feel scary to me sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is the most powerful thing because in any moment, if I'm willing to drop all of that identification 
as being victim, be have victimizing other people, whatever I'm holding against myself or anyone. If I'm willing to just let go of that whole story, oh the ever-present divine love opportunities just open as soon as we open to them right like they're always there it doesn't stop it's a and like you said humility the humility is not false um like pretending to be no less no it's humility is how like you like you just just, just said it. i'm just saying it again because yeah. it's so true for me too you if if we don't realize how awesome we are and how awesome this opportunity is to be ourselves right now then there's no real humility. No. Because that awesomeness points me to where did this awesomeness come from? It comes from this creative oh. impulse, this divine mind, this the Tao, if you will, the, this thing that can't really be named, but it's so amazing that it loves us all the time. And it never has held anything against us or anyone else. Never. So I've been telling my subconscious mind lately, like, not only am I not a victim now, I was never a victim. Yes. I, I, I tell yeah. it like, I'm sorry, you misunderstood yeah. or I misunderstood in the past. Uh, new orders, right? New and new, new something new. Orders, yeah. Not only am I not a victim now, I never was. There was always a better reality that I, like a more, on, a true inspiring reality I could have tapped into. And uh, let me read this. Yeah, because that's good. Emmett Fox, round the year with Emmett Fox. You can, if you're watching, you can see that I read. We read these books every day. Mine is falling apart. I keep telling myself to get a new one. But there's something about rereading the one I've always read that I'm still, I, I enjoy even yeah. though the pages are falling apart. So I just happened to open to November 18th. And there's a reading called Divinity Within. And it says, perhaps the second best prayer ever written is the Scotsman's prayer. Lord, give us a good conceit of ourselves. It says, you cannot, Emmett says, you cannot have too much respect for yourself. You cannot have too much confidence in yourself. You cannot claim too much for yourself. But remember that you must realize that these things must realize these yes. things as being the expression of God in you and not independent qualities of your own. You must also accept them as being true for every other human being. Nothing but failure can come from self-depreciation. Of course, it is true that stupid people can get the malady called swelled head. I like the way he drops in a little stupid. That's a, uh, and this, is, uh, this always ends in a fall. But the realization of one's divine selfhood never gives swelled head. It gives wisdom, balance, poise, and steady progress. Think, talk, live your divine, glorious selfhood, and it will demonstrate itself in your life. And from Psalms 80, Psalm 82, 6, I have said, ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. Okay, you want to hear me admit something before we do the three breaths? Yeah, and can I say too, as you get ready to admit yeah. that, that most Hopefully high. I won't forget. <laughs> most high is like the highest yes! perspective you can get of what is who you are and yes. what is going on. Most high is not something bigger than you. It's bigger than these limited ideas we have of ourselves, but it is within all of us. Well, you right. ever hear that? It's usually said in a derogatory way. Oh, he's high and mighty, right. isn't he? Well, high and mighty actually it's right where we want to be. Yes, because when it's it's actually the definition of when we could raise our consciousness to the highest perspective, then right. we're mighty because right. we're because we feel confident, we're full of faith, right. and we feel joyful, relaxed, yeah. and in that frequency, 
you know, the body heals. That's where we're we could say to divine inspiration. That's where we could say to the mountain, move, and yes, it will be moved. Yes. So uh, when things start to go, this shows you the the arrogance of not being humble. But years ago, I would think this is being humble. Okay, you know, preparing it. for disaster. This is going to be good. Let's hear this. So the other day I was going for my walk, and this whole week has been preparation for an art exhibit that opened last night that I had. Right. So a lot of positive things, but also stressful, you know, stressful and all the loose, getting the loose ends together and yeah. constantly having to work on my own mind to not make it more of a burden. Because right. that's really what this whole show is about, is, you know, not creating problems before I get there under the guise that I'm reasonably... Uh, ma- you know, making arrangements. Yeah, doing the reasonable thing. Yeah, so we're going to read a short sentence that cured me of that. But here's the one I want to admit. So I was going for my walk, and I'm really healing that. I used to get chronic headaches. Right, right. Or as uh, Ed's mom from New York says, head eggs. Yeah, that's right. Whenever you say it, because the way you say it, I, it, I could see like an egg, a hard <laughs> egg in your head. That's well, that's what head it's hurts. like. And it needs to hatch. So, yes. uh, I started thinking, oh, man, I'm feeling so good. And I was thinking positive about you and everyone and the show and the, right. and the art exhibit. And all of a sudden, I, I hear this horrible idea. Yeah. You know, he started, you know, just when he started working out and all this good came into life, he found out he had terminal cancer. <laughs> oh, God. And I'm going, oh, my God. Uh, yeah. This is the, this is the, like, cathartic. Catholic idea of virtue <laughs> that you hear in these Italian neighborhoods I grew up on. And that is not humble. That's arrogance. That's not God. And listen to this, folks. This is also helpful. Never Goddard says this. Yeah. Negative thinking about oneself or certain conditions is, is, is actually your was it not performing but you're acting violently against yourself yeah. you're committing violence against so right. when we think these thoughts and i go oh my god i don't want to because this is what it does to me it sounds like a harsh statement but it really cracks me open to be sympathetic towards myself which then helps me let go of that old thought right and grab a hold of right. god loves me and this is right. insane thinking right. because when i go that's committing violence again. My immediate mind, my real higher self, the child that's really the, also the father within me goes, light. I don't want to commit violence against myself. Right. So I feel sympathetic towards myself and that whole thing unwinds. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I do. You know, I, we were just talking about this before the show. Reverend Ike said that the thoughts that we take on. Yes. Don't. It's not just thoughts. It ta- it's the whole personality. Every thought c- um, comes with the personality of the person that we took it on from, and this is why our minds are so amazing that they're con- whatever we were conditioned to accept as real, like when we were young. Yeah. So I was conditioned because I maybe in my environment there was a parent that would say like these negative kind of. You know, proclamations, right? Yeah, and they're done with a sense of this is the virtuous. Right. So, so it has all this, this right. energy and personality. So now I'm an adult, right? And somehow I've had this, like, gotten used to in my mental environment 
there being some voice that's making these like yes. bold negative predictions, yes. right? So it's amazing though when, like you said, you take a moment to go, what's really going on inside <sighs> and realize that's not who I am. Yeah. That's a mental habit. And then when you realize, then I realize like, that's outlandish. That's not just like a normal, ah, I just had a you know, dang yeah. little voice telling me I'm going to die you know, like all day. <laughs> that's a real big deal that you want to address. Yeah. Not a scary big deal because the, this stuff really is about uh, joy and fun with yes. the creative power of our imagination. But because I end up laughing at myself and it like before I was like, I didn't realize how much I was like almost like driving. And there's like a guy in the back seat who's got it. Yeah. And I'm like, yes. uh, try, I don't want to let anyone know they're back there. So people are like, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. good. I like learn how to smile even though there's like there's still someone in the back on. Don't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to die. But don't tell anyone else. You know, like just get me, a, you know, whatever. Right. You know, and Be- like it's amazing to know that we can liberate ourselves from that. And we it's a lot. We have to make it easy. Yeah, we don't have like we have to tell our mind this is going to be easy. Like yes. loving parents. Oh, that's we're going to let go of, of this easy. Yeah, go ahead. Well, you're also this is also healthy too because you brought up a good point. The mere fact, and, and I hope our listeners get this idea because this helps me. The mere fact that I can see that thought, right? And it's this is the best part. That thought is it's proof. That it is not me because I am the higher me That's is right. aware mm-hmm. that that thought right. is there. That's right. So there's this bigger me. And also imagine I would never if Ed told me, oh, my God, Daryl. I can't believe it. That chronic pain I was having in my shoulder. I think I finally found the exercise routine. I'm not having it anymore. Can you imagine me? Do you really think I would say to you, oh, well, yeah, now that you got that out of the way, you're probably going to find out you have terminal cancer. (laughs) Right. I mean, I would never. Who would say that? That's the most despicable thing. (laughs) But I'm saying it to myself. Right. Oh, my God. It just – but see, the only reason – I mean, I love that we bring this up because then it it helps us realize, yes – it's BS, bad science. We but, all got to, when we come clean together, we yes. can laugh and tap into the creative power that's available to all of us. It's amazing. So two little readings um, helped me. I accidentally read this one yesterday, which was the day of my art, art reception. The day of reckoning. Yeah. And this, this changed my life. This one sentence. That's why we recommend doing a morning routine. Pick some of the books you enjoy you know, daily meditator books, or if you can't find any books, we have a list on our Goodreads list. On DarylandEd.com, go to the reading list. Yeah, you can just find the ones we enjoy. Um, this one's called Touchstones. It's meditation for men. It's it's uh, strong enough for men, but women like it too. I mean, these work for anyone. Go ahead. So listen to this. It says, there isn't, well, I'm just going to get to the, the sentence that healed me because we're yeah. coming to the close of this segment. Shall we put energy into what we seek and admire or shall we give our energy to opposition and resistance of what we dislike? I'm going to read that one more time. Shall we put energy into what we seek and admire or shall we give our energy to opposition and resistance of what we dislike? 
And I just want to read this other sentence from today's, and it's this. If a man falls and breaks a leg, he might say to someone, it's your fault and I'll make you pay for this, but that won't fix his leg. The healing still has to come from within. So yesterday when I read these, I read the, the one about seek and admire or opposition and resistance to what we dislike. There were things that needed to be taken care of in preparation for the reception, of course, on the day of the reception right. of the art. I had this art exhibit. Right. And it's all my artwork. In the middle of the night, I woke up like at 3 a.m., of course, because it's like, you know, what are people's reaction? And then I was able to do some meditating, fall back to sleep. But when I woke right. up, I was anticipating all the loose ends. Not, they're not difficult, but there's loose ends. Wipe right. down this. Make sure you have this. Oh, right. you're bringing this. Who's bringing that? Sure. And it sounds like reasonable preparation. And it's nice to know what needs to be done. But what tends to happen when we start thinking about needs, things that need to be done, I start, they start building up. To, to become bigger deals than they are. Yes. Just the slightest amount. It starts with the feeling yeah. of... Because what happens when I start thinking what needs to be done, that brings up the inkling of fear and doubt. Right. And the fear and doubt that is it, I better make sure it gets done, which turns into the, the, the killer. How is it going to get done? Right. And then I start, uh-oh. Right. And the fear builds. And it starts to turn into really like... Yes. How is it not going to get done? And That's I, yeah, it. Yeah. So... When I read that, yeah. I realized, wait a minute, I'm putting my energy into the opposition and resistance of what right, I don't like. Right. So I, I mean, we, Ed and I actually, you know, we're like the guy from the hair club for men. We don't just talk about this stuff. That's right. We actually apply it too. That's we wear right. the two pays. That's so- <laughs> right. That's right. But. Man, I just had to choose. You know, we call it launching out of cannon where I just had to choose. I am going to focus on what I admire and uh love about uh this whole experience. And I started thinking about Molly. I started thinking Ed and Jen, how you guys have been supporting me and the fun and excited for you guys to see the painting of your uncle there. And all of a sudden, it reduced all the stress. And that was the first because of that one thought. I was not really that stressed. Right. The whole show about the show. Amazing. Except when Lori, my wife, lost her car keys. Yeah. <laughs> that was the only like minimal stress. Yeah. And then Ed goes, we're going to call on the angels. And then right after that, I had a thought, let me walk to my wife's car. Right. And then her keys were, of course, in her car. So I guess we'll just wrap this segment up with the... Uh, oh, yeah. We got to do the three breaths. Those three breaths. Man, there's so much we could say about this. I will say, let me just add this before we go to the break, too, on the breaths, which is this morning I woke up to chainsaws. Yes. Cutting down trees and stuff because we live in a house that we rent from my father-in-law. Yeah. And he's a funny guy, man. He forgets to tell. He doesn't tell us, like, what the plans. So there's branches that 8 a.m on a saturday right and there's gonna be chainsaws three feet from your bedroom yeah and i knew my wife was gonna kind of be upset by it because um there's a lot of changes going on in the house and they're all working that stuff out so um i started feeling overwhelmed you know yeah uh but i was doing my morning routine i couldn't quite drop into the meditation because there's just too too much going on um, so I said, I'm going to do like a moving more meditation, get my day. I'm going to take yes. my shower first and everything. And what came to me was I just affirmed I am built for this. I was, I am 
like, I love this stuff. This is why I came. I came to deal with yeah. this stuff. You also said, I am confident. Oh, yeah, you I'm confident. Yeah, yeah. I started feeling that. That's too. right. I just shifted in my own mind. I said, you know what? Not only is this not going to upset me, this is exactly why I'm here. Yes. I came to deal with this. And so that just got me. It changes the frequency, it man. It shifted everything. And you know why? Because these breaths are going to take breaths us gonna, out. Yes. All right. This is why I was able to confidently say, I came here for this. This yeah, is why yeah. I'm here. I love this stuff. Oh, right? This okay. is going to be good, folks. I started living large, as a matter of fact. That's right. So let's take a deep breath to clear my <sighs> I'm living large because God's in charge. <sighs> I'm living large. Because God's in charge. Ah, I'm, I'm living, living large. Because God's, God's in charge. charge. Ah. All right. Coming up next, today's guest, Brand Ambassador Spirit Corley, helps us to adjust our crowns of favor with today's daily word, worthy. Thank you for listening to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. We now return to The Funniest Thing. Here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. Get up off of that thing and dance with Spirit Corley, no less. Um, a few lines from Science of Mind 365 yesterday, July 1st. I'm free with the freedom of God. I just This just popped up. I, I don't even know why I brought this book. But Ernest Holmes said, I'm free with the freedom of God. Today I manifest this freedom in joy. In my own will and imagination, I see myself free, complete, and perfect. I feel back to the center of my being, which is God, and affirm that his freedom is my freedom. Oh, look at this. I expand my consciousness and invite new experiences, knowing that they shall be created for me by the same power that makes everything. Ah. So... Thank you, oh, listeners. Oh, that's right. No, I was going to say thank you, listeners, too. Oh, you want to? Uh, we got. Oh, speaking of listeners, Kirk Chelson sent us a couple postcards, and you could mail us postcards at Funniest Thing, PO Box thirteen twelve, Culver City, California nine zero two three two, and we read them on the air. These go together perfectly, and they go perfectly with, with the episode with this episode where we got more Goddard quotes. Yes. All right. Okay. Let's hear. It. Good or bad, man is actually the arbiter of his own fate. And that is in his concept of himself that determines the world in which he lives. That which I feel and believe to be true in myself is now projected in space as my world. The world, my mirrored self, ever bears witness of the state of consciousness in which I live. Oh, my God. That really means we have to take care of ourselves so much. Yes. Right? 
Jerry Roberts, Jolly Roger, Leslie, they were on the show. They said, hi, guys. Thank you so much for having us on your show. It was a true joy. The podcast looks great. We'll be sharing it with lots of folks in our part of the world, which is Texas. Y'all are the best, Jerry and Roger. Thank you. We love you guys. Gabriel Perez sent us an email, said, Dear Daryl and Ed, I've been listening again lately, and every time I hear a show, I want to send an email. I usually listen in when I'm on my way to work. By the time I make it home, I've already listened to another show. Man. He said, I've been working from home today, and I have the looking forward cast on my mind. Looking forward isn't just a nice concept. Jesus told us to do this in Matthew twenty-one, twenty-two. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. There's no maybe in that quote. What is scary is that we exercise the audacity to ask and then expect 100% of what we ask for from God. It's not better to be humble and say, oh, oh God willing. Jesus already said he was willing. What are you waiting for? Wow, looking forward is a good way to live. If I'm not forward, look, starting my day looking forward to something, I'm surrendering control and, frankly, my responsibility. Wow, that's Bes- a good one. Yeah, besides, what else would I rather be doing? Uh, we'll, we can read the, some of this email next time, but he says, thanks for the show. He said, thanks for this one, guys. Even in this email, it keeps expanding as I write. I digress. We love it, though, Gabriel. Thank you for sharing this. Thanks for the show, guys. I'm impressed that you managed to crank out a show per week. So are we, by the way. This is not easy to do. That's true. But God does all the work. We just show up and enjoy it. If I can help, let me know. I'll definitely send the most powerful thing, which is prayer, and that's Gabriel. And, you know, the other day after work, I was over at the conservatory across the street from Sony. Yes, the coffee shop. Yeah, and I, you know, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to shake off everything that's in my brain other than feeling good right now. I was like, I told God, I'm the prodigal son. I'm coming home. I know you love me. You yes. know what I mean? I, and I was just feeling it, you know? And I was walking by Sony, and I said hello to this interesting-looking fellow that was coming out of Sony. Yes. And he said, oh, hello. It's good to see you again or something. And I said, uh, I never met you, but thank you. My name's Ed. What's your name? He said, oh, my name's Steve. He said, you look exactly like the head of Sony Pictures. And he was so convinced that I was that fellow yes. that yeah. he's like, he, even though I told him, I said, well, I'm just a teacher in the area. And he's like, well, maybe we'll work together someday. You know, like yeah. But I was so in that, like yeah, that I run this place yeah. in a joyful way because yeah. I do run the place related to myself. Yes. And this guy like picked up on it and thought like he he was like in awe, like oh, I'm talking to the head of Sony <laughs> Pictures. It was amazing. Stuff works. All right, check out our website DarylNet.com. Thank you, Chief Engineer Jeff Comfort in Missouri over there because each week he takes us right in. To the comfort zone. Thank you. Thank you, Indy Fawcett. Say hello, buddy. Thank you, everybody. Love, yeah. love you, Daryl and Ed. Thank we got you. Another producer over here in Van Nuys at ChoboStudios.com. Is Jeff Spikes in there? He's right here. Jeff Spikes, put that lovely right mug here. in there and say hello. <laughs> Enjoying the show from in here, learning all kinds of fun stuff. We gotta get again. we gotta get you back on soon, man. Oh. And all our fans love you. All our listeners love you. So thank you. Um, Shout out to the prayer line. Prayer line. Silent unity. If you want to get up off of that thing, sometimes it's really helpful to have someone to pray with. Yes. And uh, their prayer line is 800-NOW-PRAY or 800-669-7729. They're called Silent Unity. They have an app, the letter U, the word pray, that you can also get on your phone. Because... We talked about this with Spirit's brother, Michael Beckwith, when he was on the show. This is really, it's, the power is when someone prays from God. Yes. 
from that God knowing because that's what's within all of us. And yeah. when we pray and know from that place, that's why there's nothing we have to do to convince anyone. If right. you practice this stuff and do the morning routine, you don't, we don't need, like, this isn't true because Daryl and Ed say it or because Spirit Corley's about to talk about yeah, it. Or, or, even because Je- or even because Jesus said it was true. It's, it's true because it's always been true. It's principles. principles. That's, and when we base our life on principles, then a new level of security and confidence develops naturally. So, Silent Unity, 800 Now Pray. Shout out to Message of Hope, outreach at unityonline.org. They do a lot of great work getting... Uh, daily words to people in Spanish and, um, and Braille. institutions, Braille. Right. Yeah, so they do a lot of great work, so you can hook up with them. Now. The moment we've been waiting for. Such a Thank God our guests have patience, man. These like, <laughs> I know. With all the mail and stuff that's been coming in. Well, this is how we, it's the true test yeah, to yeah. see if they're living by this stuff, if yeah, they could wait right. this long to be on the show. Yeah, and they're still smiling like Spirit is. <laughs> Spirit, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me today. Spirit Corley. Well, how did you find Daryl? Can you can we start there? Because that's a kind of a funny story. Yes, it's a funny story because I, I want to make sure I'm, I acknowledge my friend. Um, her mom wanted Daryl's book, and she's like, "Spirit, I know if anyone can find this author, I know you can." I'm like, "I'm like, well, what's his name?" And so she sent me Daryl's name, and I'm like, "Okay, well, let me go online and and, and find out if I can find out who you know about him and his book. His new book is coming out, and I think you had a." A previous a title yeah. and so so i was just like searching and then i sent you an email i felt like i was stalking you and i'm like <laughs> so it was kind of like you know so she put me on this on this journey and mission and, and it's so it's so apropos because of our spiritual journey so her putting me on this path to connect with you i had no idea it would lead to this mm-hmm. but um I'm, I, I'm glad it has and I, I love your book and i i have my little spirits god box you know by my bed and you know just like an, another layer of just living and things that are fun and you know just been it's been an exciting connection so i'm glad to be here and glad to be with you and daryl and how did you feel when you saw a picture of daryl standing next to your brother in the on the internet <laughs> Actually, my friend, she's found it. She's like, she's like, I know. She's like, see, it was meant for you to find him because look, here's a picture of, of Reverend Michael and Daryl. I'm like, oh, wow. So it, it's just like very ironic how things work. It's yeah. the craziest thing. I didn't even know Reverend Michael had a sister. No, I know. And then I, it's just like, well, you know, yeah, go ahead. I'll tell you the story. So I'm not his, I, I'm adopted. I'm not his biological sister, but his family took me in when right. I was coming out of high school years ago. Mm-hmm. I was on a very um, enlightening spiritual journey myself, you know, yeah. and I'm from Southern California, born, born and raised. And I just remember walking into Agape and he was just like, you're part of our family. And it was just like, I, I live with him for a long time and so being on that spiritual journey as a, a young wow. person you know just you know as an adoptee who has all this trauma and baggage and things you're just trying to figure out about yourself it was just a divine intervention and um that's kind of like how i became a part of the yeah the wow <laughs> can, can you uh i really feel like it's so funny first of all that your friend could call you and say spirit i know you can help me that in itself is a prayer so not only is she asking you, she's praying while she's asking you. So that yeah. is beautiful. Well, and then the fact that she stumbled upon it, was it from the Daily Word? She read it. In the, oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, and my friend, my best friend, one of my best friends, Janine, I've known her since I was in high school. And, mm-hmm. and so we, we were all on the, um, certain journeys in life. And I think from where I was then and where I am now, she's like, if anybody can find him, right. I know you can. And I'm like, well, you're like, I'm like, okay, you have great faith in me. Right. <laughs> but I found your email and I, you know, I, I emailed you and I was like, okay, you probably think I'm like a stalker. Right. Not at all. If you're, if you're a stalker, we're in, we're in a good position in life. If uh, we got people like you stalking us. So thank you for that. But you. what you just said really touched me. I work, um, I mean, I work in special education and particularly this last year I've had a, some students in foster care and now I'm working with their young adults in a summer program. Uh, I just love it. Like people, for me, it's not charity at all. It's me being around people that I just enjoy being around and like the mysticism of that comes through that just, um, and, but I was just curious if you could share a little bit about, cause I mean, you getting taken in by Michael Beckwith, uh, Reverend Michael, it, just like, what about the way, because he's a new thought leader in this world. And this new thought has this, if it's right for you, right, it like speaks to you. And I was just wondering, like, how did, how did that affect you? Because it's so good for people to hear how this can affect, no matter what our background is. So I was just wondering if you could share some of your insights on that. Definitely. And I will say, you know, um, as, a, as an adoptee who found their biological family after 30 years of searching, and actually um, Reverend Michael was – with me the first time my birth mom called um wow. he was with me when i when i first met her and i was and this is what i'll say to, to people because um when daryl sent me or you guys sent me the um the the message for tuesday uh was it june 28th on worthiness on being worthy yeah i felt at that time of my life that i was unworthy right. you know, yeah and, you know, I, I, I carried a certain burden on my back for so long, you know, right. and the trauma, that the heavy weight. And for someone to recognize and see me, not just the physical me, but to see me, right. you know, he didn't he didn't know me. His mom, his mom actually came up to me first and she's like, just grabbed my face. Aww. And she's like, you know, she's like, baby, you belong to this family. And I hadn't shared with them my story of why I was even wow. there. And, um, but I, that was like the first time I ever really truly felt seen and and feeling worthy, you know, feeling that I, I am, I'm okay being who I am. And even though I'm still trying to figure out who I am, um, because there's a certain pathology that comes with being adopted and all the, you know, all of that stuff to unpack that. Um, and so I just felt so so blessed and so unconditionally loved right like and all the things that i learned and i felt just like wow i'm i'm okay and you know and back then i was young and you know just carefree and and you know the rev was always so patient and all the things that i learned and just the the fact of being um you know always a lifelong student of yes. spiritual practice always a student you know even though it's, it's been many years now i just i just know where i am now where I was then, that no matter where he was in the world, you know, he was always checking in with me. Are you okay? You know, and, you know, sending me books and, and things that I learned. And so I just became so like, just like so grateful. And, and I think there's a certain point where you can feel like you have that imposter syndrome. Oh yeah. Like, 
Oh yeah, you know, because uh, right. people are like, "Oh my God, you know, Reverend Michael, you, you know, you and you, and then you, and you kind of feel like, am, am I worthy of this? But I know that I am. I know that we wow. all are. And so when you show up as your authentic self, and people are able to to see that, mm-hmm. you know, um, it just it just um, adds that layer of yes, I am supposed to be here. I, I I love myself and people love me just as much as I love myself. And one of the and some of the things that the Rev taught me, I mean, I, living with him, I learned a lot. Like I don't like, you know, you can sit on the couch at the end of the day and you talk about things in life and you know how we discover certain principles and uncover and recover. And for me, he was, you know, I had to really truly recover from a lot of what I had gone through mm-hmm. and just being able to unpack those things. Yes. So, you know, yeah, I can go on and on and on about all the things that I've learned and, and just have been blessed with over the years. But I just feel like it's almost like full circle. Cause I know once I tell him about this podcast, he's going to laugh because it's just like, it's right. crazy. You know, what? I liked what you just said. You made me think of a lot of um, things about, you know, in my own life, even just recently, you know, when you say that imposter syndrome, you know, one of the, the, the great things about finally, actually what helps me, the thing is when I didn't, when I didn't feel worthy, which I didn't for a long time, and I still have to overcome, you know, just like you, you know, I was an adoptee, but it was a similar, you know, broken up existence and on my own pretty young my myself and my younger brother and i was taken by the united states military which actually turned out to be a real blessing matter of fact the guy who was just on the camera jeff spikes me and him met 36 years ago in a mil- in pearl harbor in a military rehabilitation center that right. transformed both our lives for the better um and it was based on these principles str- oddly enough i mean it was the early 80s, so they were introducing these these ideas of meditation and prayer and, and getting to the, the, like you mentioned, everything you said is pretty much what they were teaching us back then. But it's still an ongoing process, like you said. And last night I had this opening and a lot of those, you know, the real thing I noticed, the change in me of knowing that I now feel worthy is when I didn't feel good enough as is or when I tend to feel not worthy – uh, it's hard to tell the truth without fear of loss. What I mean is I feel like I got to protect myself, so I better make this sound a little bit more legitimate right? Like to what I think they're expecting of me because if I just tell them the truth, it's less than, which is garbage, folks. That's not, that's not healthy at all. Or so, worse, it might set them off. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like you don't and, want to say something that might trigger those people. Yeah, like, yeah. From the, so that's I'm a, all yeah. coming from a place of i got to protect myself. And trying to read and control yeah, in a subtle off. form of trying to control people's reactions to what we're going to say yes. and who we are. Yes. But when you don't feel worthy and you haven't been introduced to a healthier perspective, which this stuff has brought to me, thank goodness, it's impossible to not do that, to not always be on guard to not wonder what they'll think. Do I better say this or I might set you, them off? You're saying um, until we have this connection yes. and create this uh, yes. um, conscious connection, it's imp- those instincts will just continue yeah. to take over, right? That's why you said it's impossible. Yeah, oh, yeah I, I can relate uh, yeah, to that. Yes. Yeah, because it's very just reactionary 
the the, the programming of our brain. Yes. Just, and as much as we want it, yes. to, to something else to happen. Because it's easy to talk about it on the show. Yeah. But when we're in real time, yes. we have to have practices that anchor us in it. Yes. But here's the great news. Because of the morning routine and that one sentence I read on the first segment. Yeah. You know, what am I, am I going to be prepared to oppose and resist what I dislike? Right. Or am I just going to yes, stay yes. on what I re- what's going well? Right. And I'm just going to keep being grateful right. for that. So by the time it got to the point where people were grilling you, because if you're ever an artist and you have an art exhibition, it feels like you're being grilled. You're not being grilled. I just That's like my New Jersey Tourette's. But right, anyway, right, right. when people are asking, inquiring, right. inquiring about your, your process. Your motivation, your process. Yes. Yeah, it can feel like. Yeah. Well, because the unworthy me gets jammed up. Right. Because it's too much for me to try to come up with what should I say. So I, You're like on the spot. On the spot because yeah. I'm protecting myself. But because of that morning thought helped open me up to be connected to myself. By the time those questions came, yeah. I was being honest without fear or loss. Yeah. You know, oh, so wait. So you didn't – because I'm painting on top of existing artwork right. in this new series of paintings I'm doing. Right. So wait. So did you paint – the paint by numbers that's underneath? No, I didn't. Yeah. I was able to just be totally honest. And the more honest we are, yeah. the more we're actually letting the God in us shine. And the opposite of what we were concerned about happens. Because now these people are, are now embracing that right. even more. Yeah. Because there was a couple artists that came that are greats, you know, yeah. big time. Joan Quinn is one of them. Uh-huh. Another guy, Joseph... Um, McHugh, I mean, Jim McHugh, sorry. And these are all, you know, she has a, a big exhibit right now at the Boston Museum. I mean, these aren't. Right, that. right, right. So she's asking me, and I'm like, well, I don't want to look like I'm a schmuck. But I couldn't do that. And I just, you know, I just let her have it. I said, yeah. And she goes, that's what I love about this. And I'm going, oh, my God. You know, Joan Quinn is giving me all these compliments. Wow. It was, a, if you look her up, you'll be blown away. Joan Quinn. So, but anyway, well, that's it's what an people example need to know. of what, what you're saying, yeah. yes, Spirit. When we could, when we can reveal that, like just by being honest without fear or loss, who we really are is not who we thought the unworthy person. That was an imposter. That was the imposter. Yeah, right. Right. That's why I feel like an imposter because I'm carrying the idea that I'm worthy. The imposter, but my mind thinks I'm the imposter because I'm not really the person that I really am. Right, but I crazy. am that person, and I feel like an imposter because I think I'm not. Right, right, right. It's crazy. I hope that made sense because I don't know where I went well, just then. I mean, the key is <laughs> people need to understand the, the the art show is in Molly Barnes' garage, which Molly Barnes is like one of the biggest art reps and dealers and in, in like the last like she's in the her last house. S- s- oh, yeah 50 or so years so your ha- art was hanging 50, but there's also originals of every great artist over the last like 100 years are hanging in her house too she's yes i mean it yeah so i understand you're, you're processing going like stepping out boldly to do that show it was a big deal yeah and it was literally in her garage folks right right right, <laughs> right. right, right. i mean in a garage right right so, maybe we'll read. Can you read? The, do you have the Daily Word, Spirit? 
I do. Yeah, I have it up. Uh-huh. Let's get that going now. I think that'll move us forward uh, yeah. even more. So would you like me to read it? Yeah, yes. that would be great. I, I, lo- I love it because it speaks to me on so many different levels, as I shared earlier. Right. I am worthy of unlimited good. I believe God is the presence and power, the source of every good thing. All God is, I am too. Living from the truth helps me feel deserving of many blessings and ready to receive the ones that are on the way to me. But sometimes these blessings feel beyond my reach. Past experiences may have left me feeling unworthy or receiving life's greatest gifts. Today, I say no to others' unkind words and actions that have gathered in my mind and heart over the years. I am a divine being inherently worthy of life, love, safety, and joy. Every morning, I pass to affirm my worthiness aloud. What a glorious feeling this creates as I begin my day. The doors of my mind and heart open wide as I affirm. I am worthy and so very, very blessed. Come in for you as worthy man and surely bring good news. Kings 1.42. Wow. Isn't that amazing how perfectly that goes with everything you two were just speaking about? Uh, you know, about letting go of the ideas other people have given us. Yes. Saying no to those because it is okay and very important. And I think for a lot of us who didn't feel disempowered when we were younger to understand how important it is to not consent to the ideas that don't f- work for us, that don't yeah. that are in our own head, right? And um, the beauty of this stuff as core as uh, cor- my, I have a fr- uh, my, <laughs> my, yeah, anyway, spirit, I was going to say coral, spirit <laughs> and Daryl just... When we live this way, we're no longer fighting with the world to convince everyone right. else. We're affirming within ourselves, and then the whole world around us changes and reflects it back to us. Just like that reading, the the, the guy who had the broken leg. He yeah. can, we can complain about this is right. not my – I can't believe I broke my leg blaming me right. or blaming someone else because that tripped me. Yeah. But the healing has to come from within. Yeah, that just keeps us in our mind, in a relationship. Yeah. With the very thing we really want to let go of. Yes. So my question for spirit is, um, I know you're in Louisiana, you're doing like, what are the things that you're stepping out boldly with now in your life that you're doing, applying this stuff to just continue to expressing more of your beautiful self? Well, certainly. I I move by day in workforce development programs for the state of Colorado, um, Colorado Department of Labor and Employment. But I'm also an artist and a small business owner. Um, I do a lot in my community. So I'm here as ambassador for Sistabiz Global Network. And so um, I think it just in my in my daily journey, just, be, you know, working in programs that are making impacts on on the ground, especially with marginalized communities. Um, but then also the very other side of that, I still model and act occasionally, but back in the day I was a professional model long time ago. Right. <laughs> 56 though it's been a long time Mm -hmm. but i feel like i've always had those parallels in my life that you know no matter how i show up that um, there's a reflection and it's something that emanates from me that shows that i am an altruistic person that really cares about what i do right in whatever capacity so i'm always very um, thrilled to represent different sectors and so i'm here just representing women in business and having a good time and um you know and, and excited to be on your show because i have my my book you know my book is here with me 
I'm almost finished reading it. I right. like I have my little box, my little God box next to my bed. Uh huh. <laughs> right. And it's funny because uh, I have an uh, an adoptee Instagram page, and I kind of stay. I try to stay on there because I want to make sure that I uplift the the adoptive community because there's a pathology there that is based on the trauma and wounds and those that yes. scar tissue that just doesn't heal for everyone. Right. But I, I did post a video that you saw, Daryl, on my personal page, on my um, adoptee page, and I did have some people say they were going to buy the book too because I always want to tell people you can break out of the box of what you yes. think that you that defines you and, yes. and being an adoptee that's brittle and trauma does not define us. Yes. That's part of our story, not all of our story. And I choose to always stand on my story. Um, so I do speak in, in different um, communities of people to share my story in that journey, because I always want us to be able to shine our beautiful light and yeah. we don't have to be riddled by that baggage that, you know, we, right. how we came into the world. Yes. And we, when we all come here on a mission and a story. And I just think that, you know, you can, you can, that story can evolve and it can be a beautiful thing. Yes. You know, even as an adoptee. Yes. Uh, I did, you know, after 30 years of searching, like I shared earlier, I found my birth uh, mother, you know, and she, she loves me. She's like very, I think she's probably relieved. Oh my gosh, she came out perfect. Wow. But she, she didn't see the work that it took me to get here. Right, but, right. Of <laughs> but it's still a blessing. And, yes. and I, I will share really quickly one of the things that Reverend Michael taught me uh, on my journey before I found her is that, you know, there's the, the three pillars for love, compassion, and forgiveness. And those three things I had to offer myself. I had to love myself before I could love her. I had to have compassion for myself yes. before I could have compassion for her. I had to forgive myself before I yes. could forgive yes. her. So once I was able to fully be in that space, all of a sudden she showed up. Wow. Right. 30 wow. years, she was not to be found. She only lived 30 minutes away from me. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, so you know, I just I'm a firm believer in just, you know all those things. And when you when you shared the uh, quote on worthiness, it just spoke to me on so many different levels. Just because it has been indicative of my life wow. of you know feeling that self worth, yeah. self love, and all those different things. And so it's a beautiful blessing to be here. Yeah, well, I got to tell you too, it was a coincidence that that got picked because it's not today's daily no. word reading. I mean, this is so I I, like divinely I inspired. I, said, I didn't even realize like connection to the title or the idea, I but I was like, this daily word is so good. I read it. I on thought multiple we days. both thought that this, so every once in a while I we had the same thought at the same time. And I was like, this one worthy. He goes, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. And you know why I love this stuff is that we don't have to wait until all this stuff is healed before we can live this amazing life. That's that because this isn't about comparing ourselves to anyone else. It's really right. about like you. I like that love, compassion, self forgiveness. When we practice yes. that stuff, we can live now. God will mm-hmm. use us and show. And like I'm just thinking about how beautiful it is that God is using those. I'm sure those store the your experience when you're blessing all of these other people. So now it's like the raw material that's being used yes. to just uh, beautify the world, bless others, and then you get to have these wonderful experiences in the process. And it used to be for me like, oh, I was on a desperate, how do I heal all this stuff so I can live? Aye. But it's not that at all. The good news is we can start living fully now. 100% of us is worthy of it, even with all this stuff. Yes. 
We got to give ourselves a wider berth to feel all the reactions and stuff to what we've been through, yes. to who we are. Find out because the very things we judge about ourselves are often the most beautiful parts. We've spent too much time apologizing for them. My, my co-teacher and I at the elementary school I teach at, we both teach special education. We had at the end of the year a zero apology policy. Like mm. – because we worked with we work with these students, we don't need to apologize. They don't even the kids don't need to apologize. If the the people that we were apologizing, if they had been through what those kids, you know what I'm saying, making them have to go through that and then apologize for it? No, no, no. Like they, we got to give them and ourselves room for all of us to be better, without hiding this stuff and admit we're all human beings and what we've been through, and that that doesn't change our worthiness or our beauty one iota. No, it, it actually, actually makes us more. It actually promotes yeah. our healing, right? Because by Apologize. I'm owning it more in a very negative. Ugh. Right. And it emboldens us and the power of our divinity yeah. because nothing can stop it. Nothing can stop us. That's why we just got to show up and say, I was, I, I'm here because I want to be here. I chose to face this. I'm, uh, you know, I can, not, I can more than handle it. I can actually enjoy this process. You know, like we, we get to say it. When I say that, Ah, it changes everything. It changes everything. So Yeah, like McFadden and Whitehead once affirmed. What is that? There's no stopping us, us now. We're on the move. move. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> you ready? We, we, wrap we got this a quick story up. about oh, Spirit Farley from TMZ. We can't uh, uh, confirm or deny whether or not All of this our story guests get true. a quick little story. It may or may not be true. We're not sure yet, but listen up here. Okay, let's hear it. You hear this story? Remember this? No, we, you fill me in. Well, we're. You th- I thought you might remember because we were speaking with Reverend Michael Beckwith. Oh, remember that the other day? I remember. I'm starting to recall. He told us that it was obvious that Spirit Corley would be a brand ambassador ever since she was a little girl, even before social media <laughs> existed. Long before it existed. You know, Reverend Michael is very insightful. You mean long before web pages and anything? Social he, media, TikTok. They didn't even exist. He knew she was going to be a brand ambassador. Come on, it's Reverend Michael, man. Okay. He's got that spiritual vision. It's far-reaching, right? So Daryl and Ed were amazed when he said this because he already knew. How did he know? And he, we asked him, how can you tell? Michael replied, well, she always carried around a pencil and would make elaborate, eye-catching doodles all over the inside of her textbooks. Daryl and I were like a little confused, right? We were like, what? Come on. How did carrying around a pencil and writing all over her textbooks tell you that Spirit would someday be a brand ambassador and a social media influencer? Michael smiled and replied. Well, as I said, it was obvious she already loved to draw attention to her pages. <laughs> the worse the joke, the more we love the guest. Hey, so, Sammy Davis oh. Jr. Hey, you catch. <laughs> oh, yeah. What do you got? Like, we, we're running out of time, so let's just sing. <laughs> My voice is a little off today. Well, this is your song, so why don't you okay, start Okay, you us ready? Off. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Wait, it's your song, don't you? Have I only have one eye, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Got the feeling I can do anything. Yes, I can. Something that sings in my blood is telling me, yes, I can. Visit DarylNed.com to find easy links to everything we do. Oh, and my new book, Break Out of Your Box. Spirit Corley, we love you. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Ready?
Ding, ding. So goodbye. Yesterday I can go all the way. Yes. I can. Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah.